welcome to PTBC Podcast, where we will be speaking about innovation, technology, growing your business, and maximizing your entrepreneurial potential. Let's get down to business. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of uh, PTBC Unfiltered here today. We've got Mr. Slava. Blocken and Miss Veronica here joining us tonight. Um, it's a it's a late uh, late Monday night here. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, uh, brand loyalty and um, and just creating really loyal uh, individuals around you in your practice and how do we create loyalty with patients to come see you again and and uh, just kind of along the lines of that topic this is kind of a conversation we've been having with some of our mentees and um, so we thought we'd dive right into this one today so I'll throw it to you guys here um, let me throw it to you Veronica first uh, what's what to you what does it mean to you to have brand loyalty what does that mean um I think like a big part of it is knowing that like the patients that come to see you are looking for you and like how you treat. So then you're not getting kind of trapped into a cycle of treating the way that the patient wants, which obviously is a big part of the role, but you want people who are looking for what you're able to provide. And if you're the type of person who's very like active therapy based and very exercise based, you want patients who are interested in that and are looking for that kind of thing. So just really creating a like very strong brand or personal approach to physio that you can kind of stay true to. And that's what the patients you're looking for. And they'll find you because of your referrals and based on how you treat and they'll keep coming back. And that's the kind of loyalty that you're going to be looking for to build your practice and build your brand. What about you guys? Yeah, for me, it's uh, when the connection goes um, deeper than the pure monetary value. So uh, when you connect with your patients on a deeper level, uh, they will be loyal to you for more than uh, external factors. So it's regardless of price, it's regardless of the kind of day you're having, but it's essentially they look at the services you provide and they understand that the value that you provide is much higher than uh, any of the competitors. And when the connection is deeper between the patient and the therapist, then they know they're coming for other reasons just to get a manual release or just to get that new exercise they're coming for a deeper purpose than those things so how about you Sarush what do you think loyalty is for you so uh, for me brand loyalty like on the surface this is kind of what we see in terms of like okay they have great service they have a great product etc right but uh like I see it a little bit more a little bit of a deeper definition where the moment where an individual connects with that brand's value, that's uh, the, when the values start to make that connection. That's when I think that really the brand loyalty starts to come to life. And those values don't always have to be like spoken. They're usually felt some of those values, not all of them. But, and so what I mean by that, for example, is, 
one of the things that came up, I think one of the very, one of the strongest brands out there, Lululemon. And this is one of the questions we threw at our group the other night. And a lot of people said Lululemon because we didn't let them say Apple. <laughs> so if they didn't say Lululemon, they would say Apple. But why is that, right? And the way I see it, now, I could be wrong, but this is just, just purely my opinion on it. Um, the way I see it is that people on the surface, again, see, okay, if your pants rip, you go in and you get it repaired, et cetera, great. But, or you go in and you know, they'll repair or replace it or whatever. That good service, it actually indirectly says to that person that the company truly cares about the product that they're putting in your hands and they care enough about it that it has to work and it has to work every single time. And if it doesn't, we're going to give you a new pair. And so that value, even though it's not outspoken, as said, I think that messaging really comes out from what they do and why they do it. Because not every, if you rip your pants at any other store, you go be like, hey, I need to change it. They'll be like, no, I'm not going to change this. You ripped it. Get a new one. But uh, sometimes Google might will give, repair it or give you a new one. So what they're trying to do, you know, what, what, they're, what I see from that is that, hey, we want you to have the best product, but we want you to know you do have the best product. Because if at any point it's not working well, you come back and we'll give you a fresh pair. Mm-hmm. So to me, like that's that's really when that loyalty starts to be fruitful. Is and same way when you think about physio, right? It's it's that extra call or that extra message or extra something that you do that they haven't seen before. It's not actually on the surface. On the surface, it's like yes, an added thing that they're doing. But on the deeper end, it's like oh man, this person truly cares about me, and they've thought about me enough that even though I know I'm coming back in two days, they still give me a shout and see how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess my question would be, um, like, as a new grad, like, so you're really trying to, like, build that brand initially, how do you really, like, get people to buy into, like, who you are, or, like, come back when you don't have, like, a group of people who can refer you because they've worked with you over, like, a long period of time, when you're initially building that caseload, how do you kind of, I don't know, like, get people to buy into your brand when you're fresh? So. I think the one thing is a lot of people try to figure out their brand way too quick and they're not mm. failing enough to understand what their brand is like. So I think you have to have the confidence to fail a few extra times to understand what works for you as a therapist versus another therapist, mm. because everyone's going to have a little bit uh, of a difference in terms of how they approach, how they talk. You guys know me, I joke around like on everything that I ever do. So that's kind of, that's a little bit of my style. Like, uh, you know, I might, I'm very detail oriented. So that took me a while to figure out how do I put this into one piece and become this, this physio that encompasses these things that are me, who I am. And I think like, you know, it's, it's, this isn't something that happens like super quick. It's not overnight. It ha- you have to keep trying and building on it, see what works for you, what doesn't work for you. So my, my best answer to that, as if you're super fresh, you just came out of school, is to try different things and see what works for you, because this is not the time to perfect it. It's more of a time to trial and error. As, and after two years, three years, you start to really realize, okay, these things work really well for me. I really enjoy this. And I'm going to make this a part of my brand or my service or whatever it is. So yeah, so if there's any new guys like listening, this is like, it's okay to not have it figured out in the first like month or two, right? And you're, you're figuring out a lot of things at once. You're figuring out how to have an assessment, right? Well, you probably figured that out, but now you're doing it fully on your own. No one's watching over your shoulder like all the time, like 
some placements might have. Um, or you're figuring out what kind of physio techniques you want to implement. You're, all the clinical side you're trying to figure out, you know, the ma caseload management side you're trying to figure out. The branding goes above that, one level above that, right? And it once you got all those pieces coming together, that's when I, from my, again, purely from my perspective, that's how I see it. I'm, again, I'm not a brand manager or anything like that. If this is something you want to take it big, consulting professional advice is definitely helpful. This is where I think we chat on a few other podcasts is there's people out there who are like branding specialists. You talk to them, Hey, what do people want from a, in a brand or what do you, what can we give to that person in our, from our brand? So that might be a next step. Like if you're still struggling to figure out your brand, Right. Mm -hmm. Talking to somebody. What are your values, though? Like, first, you have to have that set. And by values, I mean, like, things that encompass you as the person, because it's going to be a lot easier for you to share those values through your brand when you actually believe in them strongly. Right. When uh, grads start out, there is uh, one thing that happens is that they try to mold them to fit every patient's needs, right? And <laughs> you try to please every single in a way that them, but there's not much of an identity to start off because you're trying to build your name and you're trying to provide quality care for each patient. But um, as Saroosh said, a branding is a next step, right? It's when you identify who you are based on your values and your purpose of why you're in this profession in the first place. And uh, you attract the type of people that will resonate directly, right? Because uh, Simon Sinek from the book Start With The Why, when he used that Apple example of people don't buy how or what you do, but they buy why you do it, right? So figuring out that your brand and who you are as a person uh, will actually align all of the things in your life because it's difficult to be someone you're not especially if you're doing that the whole day and that wastes a lot of additional energy that you could be channeling towards making a difference for the right people. Um, that's why if you align with yourself and who you are, you, things will start to flow because your energy is channeled towards actually figuring out more complex tasks as opposed to trying to be like a mold and a shape for everybody else. So definitely figuring out your values is the biggest thing and not trying to be everything for everybody uh, because even though that's uh, the natural instinct <laughs> is to be everything for everybody, you'll only be able to be uh, everything for some people and uh, something less for others, right? Which is exactly the concept of your tribe comes into play when you treat people. Mm-hmm. And just to like kind of build on that, um, like how important do you think it is that your personal brand matches like the company? Because I know like some clinics, when you look at them, they don't really have, like I wouldn't say they really have a brand. They just have a bunch of people kind of working out of an office, which I guess kind of gives you the opportunity to create your own brand within that. But then some have very strong brands, which I think helps with their marketing. But if that doesn't really vibe with you is that like really like the best place for you or that kind of stuff well yeah for sure i mean if if you don't vibe right away with a clinics like branding or their values like it's automatically a no-go i think you shouldn't even work there right um because you should 
be able to connect with the clinic's values and the, and the clinic's um, uh, branding as a whole um, and the, the mission of the clinic too, right? Um, now, in terms of having your own blend within a company, there's a lot of like situations that could happen. You know, if you're a contractor within a clinic of full contractors and yeah, like you just said, the clinic literally just provides a room for you to practice in, they charge you rent. For sure, there's no brand of the clinic to follow. You just do your own branding. You have your own Google thing, got your own website. You know, you've you figured out your style. You know who you're targeting, etc. Right? Um, <clears throat> but if you're within a company and you're an employee, you can still have your own like style of things, your own brand. But it doesn't have to be like conflicting with the clinic's brand. If your values are conflicting with the clinic's values, then automatically that you, that should give you a signal that this might not be the right place. But mm -hmm. if if it's in line with the clinic's value already, that should be good because you'll embody that clinic's brand anyways because your values will be similar or the same. Um, and you can still have your own style within the clinic, right? It, hey, you know what? Like Veronica, her quote-unquote brand, you know, might be something related to like like pelvic health maybe that's a good example mm -hmm. i would say like you're the pelvic girl in the clinic right people come to you that's your that's your like that's your jam right mm -hmm. um you know and but you do it not because just to do pelvic but you're doing it because okay let's say for example it's not that this actually happened but let's say you knew you you had a close friend that was struggling so much with pelvic floor issues that they went through this etc so some of the things that came up in your upbringing as a physio these values went into your practice and this is why you wanted to do women's health or pelvic floor uh, uh, physiotherapy. Um, and so you can bring that type of branding into the clinic too, but still you'll um, encompass the clinic's values and, and culture, but still have your own style within it. Yeah. The thing is, uh, it's a matter of cohesiveness, right? If uh, you have your own branding style the clinic, that's, uh, different from what the clinic embodies right then you're kind of alone there in a in a team right which uh, uh you look at successful franchises over in nba and nhl the cohesiveness of the whole team is usually bigger than any individual player within it right uh but oh, when yeah, for sure specific, uh, player that's out then a lot of the attention goes on the player and separate attention goes on to the team right so uh that's if there is no cohesiveness, if there is different values, that's what happens uh, in real life. Obviously, everything is humming along if uh, you have values consistently from clinician to clinician mm -hmm. and the overarching values of the clinic. Then you can uh, share the patients, make sure that everybody is providing a multidisciplinary approach, and you're not afraid that, okay, if I send my uh, patients to a specific player, they'll just be playing for their own team and uh, we'll never see that patient ever again back, right? So create mm -hmm. a environment if you're all on the same page in terms of the values and the clinic can move together as a whole as opposed to um, keeping certain parts in line where eventually those parts are going to leave anyway if, they're, like, if certain things trigger them off, if the values aren't together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh no, I agree. Well, I want to I wanna ask you guys this, because I think this is kind of an exercise we did with our groups, right? Um, like, I'll throw, I'll throw it to you guys in a second here, but I want you to think about, and don't use Apple and Lululemon, because everybody will use that one, <laughs> but 
like think about a brand that you've actually uh, really adored. And like, adore, I mean, like you would not even think about going to the rival company for a product or service. It could be a restaurant, it could be clothing, whatever it is. Do you guys have an idea? Does one thing pop into your heads right away? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What was the company, Veronica? Um, this is not at all related to physio, but um, Eureka, like Eureka, like the tent company. Okay, um, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, well, what's the story on that? Like, why Eureka? Okay. This is probably like similar to Lemon, but um, like my parents have like their tent from high school. So wow. they're like 45 year old tents and they still like last year they went in and they gave them like a new set of poles really? because the poles were kind of breaking and like patched it and like did a whole new bottom on it. And it's just like, it just, as you said, it goes to show like what kind of company it is. If they're willing to like back their product, that's that old mm-hmm. um, that like anyone else would just be like, like just buy a new one. Like that's it's crazy. Pretty, they're not supposed you to go to Walmart them. they'll throw it, throw it right back. At yeah. You. Yeah. <laughs> so okay that that, yeah a lot of it is if you stand by your product or service or whatever you're doing and you're willing to kind of like back that up and lose money to be able to back that up Mm -hmm. then it really shows like how much you believe in your product and you're not just doing it to make money you're doing it because you truly believe in what you're doing Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have a follow-up, but I want to hold off on that for a second. Slava, okay. what about you? What's the first company that came up in your head? Adidas. I'm a huge fan of athletic wear. And anything uh, from like running shoes all the way to the, to the full-on sweatsuits. <laughs> We're going with it. It has uh, like such stable quality, and they are able to innovate in a way that they fit the current kind of um, style where it's a little bit more fitted, uh, going back from all those bulky um, sweat, <laughs> uh, sweatpants back in the day that my dad used to wear back in the 90s in Russia. <laughs> so it has that loyalty all the way from uh, where we came from, and uh, it's still uh, the number one brand for athletic clothing. Okay. All right. So my follow-up for you now, uh, Veronica, was what do you think like we could do in Physia to be the Eureka of the tent world? Um, I don't know if it's like exactly the same, but like a big thing for me is if you're like treating someone and this is like, I've seen it in like other professions too, like with service, I guess, basically, if you're treating someone and they're like not getting better for like a month, just like being able to say like, hey, you're not getting better and that's why you're coming to see me and therefore I either need to change what I'm doing or I need to refer to someone who is like better suited for your like injury or whatever is going on. And I think being able to say like, hey, I don't know and so I'm not going to waste your time and money is like a huge thing because a lot of people like go to see the same person for like six months and and don't get better and it's like well what are you doing what are you really paying for because if you're paying to get better or you're paying to be pain free Mm -hmm. and you're not and like that injury should heal after 12 weeks Mm -hmm. then like you're not giving the service that is being provided but like to have like the humility to say like i'm not good at this or like someone Mm -hmm. else would be better at this i think really even though you're gonna lose that person on that 
one injury or whatever, they're going to come back to you because they believe that they trust you because you lost them for that specific treatment, but you kind of gained someone to your like tribe because they know that they can trust you and that you're going to send them to the right place instead of just wasting their time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. What about you, Slava? Same question. Well, it's a commitment to Adidas, which uh, means you bring a high level of consistency uh, every single treatment session, right? It, uh, if uh, an employee at Adidas is having a bad day, that doesn't mean you get a ripped pair of pants, right? Uh, you get exactly the same pair of pants every single time, and uh, people respect that quality, right? The same thing that uh, physios should commit to our industry is bring an excellent level of care. It doesn't matter what kind of mood you have or if you're sick or if you had a fight with um, your loved one, hypothetically. You just bring that same excellence, that same level of care every single time. And that is where loyalty of the brand is built on high consistent mm-hmm. level of care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I agree. I think, the, you know, everything... and. You know, if, any, if, if, if someone's listening right now, like going through that same exercise, right? Like what kind of, what do they do? Uh, what company do they adore and what do they do? How do we bring that into the physical world? I think this is an important conversation because I think, um, you know, we might get stuck sometimes on what we need to do, but we don't actually look externally to see what other people have done. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the companies that other, outside of like Apple, Lululemon, all these companies that we're talking about is Tesla. And for me, Tesla, the reason why is Tesla is because they're game changers, right? They set the way for the, all this entire like electron, electric car situation. It's because they saw Tesla su- succeed and now they're trying to tap into that, right? But like, you know, they're one of the most valuable car makers in the world now. And they did that off one concept making all their cars 100% electric and like you if I told you that 10-15 years ago hey like people are gonna be driving full electric cars for like 500 kilometers at a time you'd be like what like (laughs) I don't think so you know (laughs) maybe maybe you'd say yeah for sure but um but again for me that's the thing and so when, when it comes to physio I would like to feel like I'm creating something unique, a unique experience, not just an awesome experience, but a unique one with me, at least. How we kind of work together. I think, you know, this is why I think what we've kind of created in our practice a little bit is the, the vibe that's created is very different, right? You know, I, we, we joke around all the time, like our, my, like our, my business partner, Matt, like he always jokes when I'm doing like immobilization, it looks like I'm doing a manip and he's like, oh, look at these physios trying to be the Kairos. And then like, whenever I come by and he's doing exercise or something, look at these Kairos trying to be physios. And like, we, we joke around with each other, like to a point where it's, it's like a respectful joke. We're not like, we know that we both do very similar things sometimes, mm-hmm. but um, that's why we joke about it. And so I think that for me is like, that will be also unique in this rehab because every time, uh, well, not anymore, but I think a while back, like I, when I did actually go to a physio, like, um, like years ago, um, it, the vibe was very different. It was like, okay, what's your injury? Let's get you fixed. Here's some exercises. See you later. <laughs> so uh, what, what I'm doing, like, is also has to be different. Like, Hey, am I, how am I actually communicating their care with these, with the people that I'm, taken care of mm-hmm. um am i doing it like every other person or am i doing something that's super unique and like the one and uh well truly a reflection of who i am right so i think 
that's something that, that I think about all the time. You know, some things will still be similar. We scrap every like completely differently. There's still going to be similarities. But I think this is the beauty of physio is you don't have to do it like everybody else. You can do it differently. They'll get good outcomes and you can build your brand and you can have uh, loyal followers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, the uniqueness definitely um, changes up a lot because people are used to doing the same thing for a long time, right? And uh, the associated um, kind of the associations with physio are that you get hooked up to a, to a machine, right? Then and it's not really as personalized as it can be, then certain perceptions start to creep in, right? So you definitely having a unique experience also contributes to the branding of the entire profession, right? So if things are aligned, if values are aligned, then uh, at all levels, you create a great experience, right? So that's the, mm-hmm. that's the main point there. Um, what would Absolutely. you... Um, Sarush and Veronica, what would be your advice to new grads and even to seasoned clinicians in terms of uh, when they look at their brand and evaluate it? Uh, what would your one advice be? I think for me, like my kind of goal, like when I'm like approaching stuff, I guess, is like, is it something that I would recommend to parents like I want like the type of person that I would want like my family to go see and just like know that they're and that's like the love care because I know people that I've worked with where I'm like oh well I would never tell my parents to go there because it would be like it's overpriced it's not as good consistent and I just like that's kind of what keeps me kind of motivated is I want to be able to provide the better so someone that I cared about, I would want them to have that level of care. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of always been my motivating factor. Maybe, maybe I heard the question wrong. Can you repeat the question? In <laughs> I answered it wrong. <laughs> if, uh, what would your number one advice be to new grads trying to build up their brand and to seasoned clinicians to potentially reevaluate their brand and see if it's effective and if it's working for them? Sorry, you cut out the first one. To build a what? To build a brand. <laughs> so what? what's the number right now? Yes. Okay. Um, well, again, my more what like I've got this branding thing down, right? Just a full disclosure here. Um, I stand again honest like if you want to check out someone who's done a great job with branding and you know pushing the agenda on that Maji talks like that's a great example moving that brand for kind of their how they kind of approached it from the start right but when I look at my own create within community one of the things that I always recommend is to kind of look back at yourself, like I said at the beginning, what like top three or four core values, and how are you going to bring those out in everything you do as a physio? You can have, like, have that, like 
branding is not like well again this is my opinion too you have to be able to tell a story and if you can't by also evoking the values that you believe in it people might not be attracted to it as much um as uh, for example having a rule you have to be able to deliver on the looks but also deliver on the emotions too the I would say and then um like this for the second part is like you know how you just need to revive you ask like your you can ask your patients you can ask your friends people who work with you hey like when you think of me what's the first thing that pops up? what kind of a brand do you think i have like what's my thing mm-hmm. and if no that means you have either called enough or you haven't practiced enough or or you haven't asked enough people or you haven't done it enough to start to figure that out right but first you have to yourself and have to share it with the world through the branding based on my opinion yeah 100 percent makes a lot of sense uh what you said and uh it's a good litmus test if uh nobody else can tell you what your brand is, uh, then uh, you haven't told your story properly, right? Because if a story is not consistent or if a story is not, um, doesn't sound legitimate, then people will see right through it, right? So that's the main thing. And exactly. It has implications down the road as well. So you nailed it right on the head. All right. <laughs> all right well you know this this might be a short one today but you know i think this the i told everybody right is is there's more than one way to do the branding thing but if you're ever stuck you know look at some of the other companies that you respect what are they doing but also just remember a lot of those people those companies like group a they had branding specialists people who've been doing this for their career help them act so like this is where you you have to think about okay do I want to invest in working with somebody for a short period and away who am I going to get to create my logo I think it's fun in the process when you create it yourself but I've also started to realize when I have professionals around me it's a lot easier to figure these things mm-hmm. out because they've been doing it for way longer than I have and they know a lot more than I do and like the thing I said right now it could be all all wrong a branding person comes in, everything's wrong. Just take that all out of your head. Let's do it from the top and I'll be okay. <laughs> tell me tell me your perspective. <laughs> so just kind of keeping that in mind too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the thing is uh the brand uh doesn't have to only resonate in your professional journey, right? But it's also the brand that you portray in your life as well which is like your true self mm-hmm. and in the real world how you are in your real life with your closest friends with your closest relatives is uh how exactly the same way how you are with your patients right and uh the authenticity is usually undervalued um and people definitely see through inauthenticity right so making sure that you're Consistently authentic with yourself and true to yourself is the number one way to align things in your life as well. 
Sorry, I've got the, the Slava motivational block and entered the building. <laughs> <laughs> Always be true to yourself. <laughs> um, what about you, Veronica? Any last second thoughts and words for for uh, for listeners out here? Um, I think just like making sure, like Slava said, that you're like kind of true to yourself. If whatever you're doing or whoever you're working with just like feels like kind of unsettling or just isn't really making you as happy or as like excited to work as you think it should, then potentially you're working with people with conflicting values or you like haven't really found what works quite well for you yet. And just to keep looking for what's out there and figuring out who you are as a physio. Agreed. Takes time. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, team. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely. I think we're going to dive into some other cool caseload building stuff that um, we've been really chatting about with the mentees a little bit. So it's going to be some interesting conversations we'll have with you guys. But thanks for joining us. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. Enjoy. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the PTBC podcast. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. Please check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at our website, ptbusinesscorner.com. Feel free to send us a message on social media or email us at info at ptbusinesscorner.com. See you next time.